0: this is Emeka and Alandris and you're listening to the So Far Us podcast. The 30-minute podcast where we break down a trending topic centering the discussion on the Black millennial woman's experience and explore what it means for us by answering with So For Us. Now let's break down this episode's trending topic. In March, it was reported that the Consumer Price Index jumped 7.9% in February relative to a year earlier, the largest 12-month increase in the U.S. since January of 1982. Gasoline prices were up 38% in the last year prior to the recent increase related to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Grocery bills over the last 12 months had the largest jump since April of 1981, with a 8.6% jump and costs for housing were up 4.7% in the last year, which was the most since May of 1991. In this episode, our hosts discuss financial tips and lessons we've learned over the years. This is a method. And for me, the rise in costs for everyday necessities is yet another reminder of why it is so critical for us to prioritize financial health and literacy, as well as ensure we are paid what we are owed. In March, we recognize the 2022 equal Pay Day to bring awareness to the wage gap faced by women. But mind you, Black Women's Equal Pay Day isn't until September 21st because we are paid 58 cents for every dollar paid to white men.
1: So for Alandris, being a first-generation graduate, I've had to basically learn so much on my own, and I'm still learning. It took five generations from the plantation to now to start to break the generational poverty curse. It was scary. I didn't know what I was doing. I still kind of don't. But I was determined and still am determined to ensure it would stop with me.
0: I want to start with, and will likely end with, this disclaimer. We are not financial planners or advisors. We are simply sharing with you our financial experiences. We strongly recommend you conduct your own due diligence and or consult a licensed financial advisor to determine if anything we share is appropriate for your specific situation. While we cannot guarantee what we have experienced and will be sharing on this episode will work for you we hope what we share may help you start thinking about researching and planning for your own financial health and wealth and with that let's start by talking about savings um because i remember years ago reading that most americans live check to check some check to credit card um So yeah, let's start with emergency savings. What are your thoughts on that? How much do you need it? When should you start working on it?
1: So I have talked to my financial advisor who I met when I was 21 in a barbershop. Uh, Crazy place to meet a financial advisor, but full disclaimer, I used to work in a barbershop doing natural hairstyles. And um, one of the guys that came in to get his haircut was a financial advisor. And I was 21 years old. And he said, do you have an emergency fund? Do you have a life insurance policy? And I said, no, I don't. I got a savings account. And I just put whatever I get and I just throw it in there. He was like, but do you have an emergency fund? Like what happens when the bottom falls out, when you have to dip into your savings, your checking, what happens when you don't have anything like securing all of that? And I said, no, I don't have one. So one thing I did learn from him, uh, well, I've learned several things, but one thing I learned from him when it came to emergency savings is having three times your amount of bills uh, that you pay for every month uh, currently we're working on that. We have always been working on that because, um, of that same, uh, article that you read that most Americans don't have an emergency set of cash that they can just go to in case the tires, you need all four tires on your car, or you have a hole in your roof, or you have, Mm -hmm. uh, a medical emergency. Most people don't have that. And I was like, I need something like that because I ran into a situation where I needed to have that amount of money set to the side and I started working towards that my family, my husband and I, we are now working towards a common goal of our bills for the for the month and multiplying that times 3 trying to set it to the side while also developing five other emergency stashes or um, saving stashes to say. We have one emergency fund and like four other uh, emer- uh, regular stashes to save. So yeah. I think that people need to have something set aside at all times.
0: I agree. I think the first time that I heard about an emergency savings was when I did Financial Peace University. Mm. Um, which I'm not necessarily endorsing. We do not have sponsors. We <laughs> <They> do,
1: <laughs> do not.
0: Uh, but that just happens to be the first time I heard of it. Um, and there, it recommended that you start off like $1,000 initially and try to get to that like as soon as possible. Uh, and I think that is so helpful. Uh, I remember doing that and then I did have to use it for my car uh, to pay the car insurance deductible. Uh, I was not at fault, but I think I still had to pay the deductible. Um, And it was so, it was so nice (laughs) because I didn't have to worry about where am I gonna get this money? How am I gonna get this money? I can't do this. It was just like, oh, okay. I have that $500 sitting there in that account, right? Um, So I thought that was really useful. Certainly the goal is three to six months is typically what I hear. I try to go for six months. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you can start as soon as possible to get that initial 500 or 1,000 there. It's just so helpful because those, you know, so, dollar emergencies that pop up with your house your car a medical bill it's just one less thing to worry about if you don't have to stress out over that and you're like I can get my car fixed because I have the deductible saved you know Absolutely. um one of the things that I've seen different positions on uh and you kind of spoke to it you said you all are doing um three months worth of bills uh, I've also seen some people say three to six months of income, uh, which is obviously harder to do. Um, hmm. If you know if you have some leftover money when you get your paycheck, um, that's more money to save up. But I can kind of see the value in that because if you get into that situation where you do have to basically your three to six months emergency savings when you're starting to look at the larger amount when you're going by three or six months as opposed to like a thousand dollar amount it's Mm -hmm. also looking at if something happens with my employment or my income i'll be able to still support myself so to me, it does make sense. If you can do it based on income, that would be helpful because, I mean, to live, we don't just pay our bills, right? It really depends right, on how right. you budget. Now, if you put down to the penny, your budget might include groceries and gas. But if your budget does not include groceries and gas, but you only saved enough to cover your bills, then, you know, you don't have the money for things like groceries and gas. So I guess something to kind of consider um, as your long-term goal. Um, You're going to see a lot of places that will say expenses, but if you can pull it off, I would almost want to go for the three to six months income. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: I would definitely love that. And um, when you mentioned that, when it's saving for the income, my financial advisor did tell us like when we started seeing increases in our income, to see if you can start moving towards living off of the other income, like living off mm-hmm. of one of the other, so you can save one income. And by that, I'm
0: guessing you mean like if you're married or in yes, a co- if in a you're partnership,
1: yeah. right? So for
0: uh, single uh, folks like myself, it's just my income. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, yes. But when I was single and I wasn't married, he mentioned like whatever pay raise, live off of mm-hmm. your base income.
0: Yeah. Where
1: you're starting your savings. So I used to live well below my means. Um, I don't do that like I used to. Um, I would love to, but I got children. So um, <laughs> so it's not capable, something I'm capable of. But um when we before we bought our house, we lived well below our means. So we were able to actually save a lot of our income. We were a lot. We were able to save um, more than just our bills. And um, I do agree with that. If you're able to save your income, three times your income, or six times your income, definitely go for that because bills fluctuate, <laughs> as they do, yeah. especially rent and mortgages. Uh, they, they, they have a tendency to not be the same when you sign the papers. Um, so make sure that you do have enough, um, if you can. And I I think sometimes it's to start by eliminating, um, eliminating things that you can live without. And, and that's how it's, it's very hard. (laughs) I'm always trying to talk myself.
0: Out of streaming services, it is so hard. I oh, did no. drop. I did drop Apple TV though. I, I I dropped it when it wasn't free anymore. I think I had it for a year. Um, and I'm always like, if you could just drop, you don't need all these streaming services. Because I mean, even music, I have multiple uh music streaming apps, and it's like you don't really. I don't right. know. The last time I used Apple Music, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah. still money every month see where you can live without and like with us we literally only pay for two streaming services the rest of them we figured out ways to bundle that with other things so like mm-hmm. uh hbo max comes with our at&t service same
0: same
1: uh hulu comes with our sprint service so i mean no
0: i don't have that
1: and Hoover and i also think <laughs> i look at uh services like disney plus that offers one year uh, memberships um mm-hmm. so you can pay the one-time fee instead of the monthly fee i look yes. at those type of things um when what you can I, also
0: I- do with your premiums i've done that before with like renters and car insurance and it's such a relief to not have that monthly bill so whenever if i have enough money sitting around to just pay the full premium for like my renters or car insurance i definitely do that
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to get to that point in my life where I can, when we can just pay things off, like in the beginning mm-hmm. of, of the year and just be like, it's done for, it's done with. Like, I, I, I really believe that having that savings account, um, that emergency savings account will definitely help when you are able to eliminate certain things that you don't necessarily need. Um, and be able to put towards other things that you either desire later on, like a vacation or um, even for you to fix up on some things that you need to fix up on or take care of your health. I really mm-hmm. think having those funds set to the side and and doing a process of elimination will definitely help.
0: Yeah. And also because it, um, speaking of like from the financial health perspective, when you do come across those emergencies, then you don't have to do things like Use your credit card and bring up your credit debt ratio, or take out like a payday loan or something like that. That can be really detrimental to your financial health. Um, so, speaking of that, and you actually, when you first talked about, um, when you first learned about emergency savings, you mentioned it. Life insurance. That oh yeah. um, is so important that I, I think people don't well younger people probably don't think about as much and a friend recently shared with me what her previous agent told her which was that life insurance is not for the person who passed away life insurance is for the living right Mm -hmm. um it's about protecting your loved ones pass away they don't have to scramble to figure out how they can pay to give you the type of burial or cremation and service they want to give you. Um, I think typically it's at least probably uh, Mm $10,000, which I feel like for many people, that's a lot of money to try to pull together for an unexpected death of a loved one if they don't have life insurance in place. Um, I'm in the process of actually looking into some additional life insurance. I have life insurance through my employment and it's good, but you just never know what you could get laid off or anything. And then all of a sudden you just don't have life insurance. And as you get older, you know it gets more expensive and harder to get. <laughs>
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And with COVID, I will say this with COVID, it's beginning to get a lot more expensive as well. Um, Mm -hmm. we tried to get, um, a policy on, um, some relatives, older, uh, relatives of ours Mm -hmm. who don't have it and Mm -hmm. they wanted $500 a month for Mm, uh, $250,000. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, that's just not feasible. Um, and, and so we wanted to make sure that they had enough life insurance to take care of their, not only their burial, but whatever type of financial debt they may have, mm-hmm. their home, right. their vehicles, like other things that come into play that people don't think about when mm-hmm. someone dies. Yeah. Um, for me, when it comes to life insurance, like I got my first life insurance policy at 21 independently. Because I was working in a a, a barbershop, and of course, when you work in a barbershop, you don't it doesn't come with the same benefits of a regular employer, where they take care of most of your um your your benefits. So you have to take mm-hmm. care of your own benefits. Um, right. And I still have that policy, um, and yeah. I pay into Great. that policy for years. I've developed uh we my husband and I we ended up getting policies for ourselves with the same financial advisor. Um, independent of the companies that we work for. And we also were able to get our children on as writers. So we have we have policies on them as well. So we have something in place to take care of the four of us in case mm-hmm. something happens to any one of us with beneficial when, with beneficiaries. Um and I And I cannot stress this enough, like in our community, we don't talk about these things. Like one thing that is going to happen, if you are a living person, you will die. (laughs) That's and, one thing
0: we we can guarantee that on this episode. That's the right.
1: one thing we can guarantee. Right, that. right. We <laughs> cannot guarantee anything else in this world outside <laughs> of the fact that somebody will die. And I hate that, you know, like people say, well, I just don't want to talk about it because that's hard to talk mm-hmm. about. I don't want to think about it. Right. Like, you have to want to think about it. It's going to happen, whether you are ready for it or not it is going to happen and it would be best if you were to be ready in that case. There is something else I wanted to mention about life insurance policy, uh, having a life insurance policy is um, I can't remember if it was a term life or a whole life policy, Um, but we were able to withdraw funds out of our policy to help to pay towards our home. And I, I cannot imagine that that borrow is like taken against a loan, but you're also paying it back with your monthly payments um, that you're paying on your policy outside of the loan that you've taken. And, and I, and I cannot say like, that was so beneficial. Now, remember I had been paying on this policy since I was 21 years old and it's been over a decade that I've been paying on this policy. So I had a nice amount of money to help put down for my home, my first home. People don't look at life insurance like that, like it being something as beneficial as that. Yes, it it brings down the amount that somebody's going, your beneficiary is going to collect, but you may have needed it in that time.
0: Right. I would guess that's probably a whole, maybe even a universal. But I am yes. not a life insurance agent. Y'all heard the disclaimer, so I don't know. Yes. Google it. And ask an advisor. Um, (laughs) But yes, that that is possible with some forms of life insurance. But that goes to kind of what you are speaking to. One, um, having the conversation. And two, looking into um, what your elders have in place. Because some of them might not have anything in place. Um, Some of them may think, they have something in place and they don't because like you brought up term insurance. Some people have term insurance that expires, (laughs) okay? And you get up into your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and find yourself without insurance if maybe you relied on insurance and it has expired. So you need to look at that. Sometimes people think they have um, whole or term life insurance and they actually have A, B, and D. Uh, which is what is that accidental and disability yes and death and so there are very specific ways in which you would have to die (laughs) to qualify to get those life benefits that is not probably going to be helpful for most people but people will get that because I know one of my banks I think the credit union um mails me stuff all the time being like here's some whatever, A, D, and D insurance for you to get. So people might get that and they sign up for it and they think they're covered and they're not. So you really have to have those conversations with your family members. Think about who in your life, if they passed away today, which God forbid, hopefully they don't. But if they did, who of those people? You probably, if they did not have insurance in place, you would have to cover. Um, their burial, their funeral, like you said, their, um, any debts or anything like that, right? Those are the people you need to start having those hard conversations with to figure out, well, is there insurance in place? What kind of insurance? Is it whole life or does it expire? And even I think whole life, you know, you get into your hundreds, I think it does expire at a certain point. Thinking about things like, Oh, maybe they had a policy a decade ago borrowed on it. And maybe they forgot or they didn't tell you. And now so much time has passed. They actually have less than when they first bought it. You need to have those conversations, find out what people have in place and then start doing your research to figure out, well, what do we need to have in place? You know, because that's protecting again to what, my friend's agent told her, life insurance is for the living. It's about protecting those who are still here. Um, so yeah, I think it's really important to have those conversations about what type of insurance benefits we have in place and what we need to add on for further action. Another thing you talked about, kind of, and it made me think of this other subject, which is something I do, because I think I heard like a friend who does it, and I don't think everybody does it, but it was interesting, so it's something that I do. Uh, you had mentioned um, living off of one income, uh, which made me think of my checking system that I have. I have two checking accounts. One checking account that I do all of my auto pay bills through, and then I have another checking account that's where the rest of my paycheck goes, and that's where I um, have my money that I use groceries, gas, going out to eat, and anything extra. I consider it basically my allowance, and that mm. helps to prevent me from ever. Spending unintentionally money that should be covering a bill because I don't touch that account. I transfer the money that will cover the bills for the month to that account. I have the auto pay. So those are getting paid. I don't have to worry about that. And I also don't have to worry about, oh no, I just spent so much at the restaurant and that cut into my cell phone bill. Um, right. So have you ever heard of that or?
1: So we do that, um, okay. but in the opposite direction. So we have okay. the account that, um, we do direct deposits from our jobs from, mm-hmm. and that account handles all of our bills and we transfer, uh, money into like, um, different in, into an allowance account. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to worry about, um, like you said, having to worry about eating out and having our money go towards our credit cards. I think that is so important. And I know um, this is getting into marriage a little bit when people talk about joint accounts and separate mm-hmm. accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're taking the same amount of money. We we split it in half and we put it into these two separate accounts that neither of one of us have access to. It's not intentional it was just my husband chose to go with one uh carrier and i went with another carrier so Mm -hmm. acorns does this uh stash does this robin hood i believe does this as well as cash app has this option and since people have cash apps and let's say you're out and you need to uh get gas because a group of y'all are going somewhere if you have a cash app card some of your friends can transfer money directly into that cash app um, allowance account that you have. And that's happened to me for my birthday um, with my um, Acorns account. So we we do something similar to that as well, like giving ourselves allowance and making sure that our responsibilities has its own account so we don't mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and And we're able to set up uh, one thing about Acorns, and they're not a sponsor of ours, although I wish they were. Um, (laughs) One thing about Acorns is they allow you to operate uh, a bank account, investment accounts, as well as gift accounts for children. Uh, For those Mm -hmm. of you who are parents, you can start a gift account for your kid. We put $10 a week in there, just for both of our kids. Each of our kids get $10 a week, and you never realize how far $10 a week can go for two children. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by the time they're 18 or 21 or 25 and they get their accounts transferred over, we are able to set them up at a life that was much easier than ours.
0: That's good stuff. Things for me to think about, uh, in the future <laughs> <laughs> when it's not just me, um, uh, but I'm sure we have plenty of listeners who can relate to that and they have family of their own. So good stuff um we have a couple more minutes i'm trying to decide should we just do a fire round like of just quick tips or like things that we're glad we know
1: sure i think that'll be fine i think that'll be fine um i can go first if you want okay sure all right so um I would like to speak to, and I know I say they're not a sponsor for us, but um, they're not. Um, but Acorn, Stash, and Robinhood, I would put in like $40 a month in those accounts and they invest at a smaller level, um, especially Acorns and Stash. And then a few years later, like I had $40 a month for like maybe like two years and I generated $5,000 in investments and I was able to use that cash able to use that cash and it was really helpful so i really think having smaller investment accounts could help you guys as well okay
0: um my quick round try to keep your credit usage under 30 percent. pay off your credit balance if you can um if you expect to work for some, you you're going to be in a higher tax bracket when you retire raw raw Roth that's for 401k and IRA look for employer matching for your retirement also check out what an HSA is and if your employer offers that um communicate with your student loan companies seek a forbearance or deferment or new payment plan if you need it do not go into default there are other options you can try before you just start ignoring them um and try to budget and balance your checkbook and now (laughs) even though a lot of people don't have I have a spreadsheet on Google Drive. because I balance it? You cannot just rely on what you see on your bank website because no, you cannot. Uh, sometimes things are pending or they change, and you will overdraw. So keep track of your money. Two, please. All right, but let's end with my disclaimer again, because you knew I said from the beginning I was going to say it again. We are not yes. financial planners or advisors. We have simply shared with you our financial experiences. We strongly recommend you conduct your own due diligence and/or consult a licensed financial advisor to determine if anything we have shared is appropriate for your specific situation. While we cannot guarantee what we have experienced and shared on this episode will work for you. We hope that we have shared what we have shared may help you start thinking about researching and planning for your own financial health and wealth.
1: Thanks for taking the time to listen to the So For Us podcast. Be sure to check us out on your favorite social media sites using the at For Us podcast handle. Like, comment, leave a review, send us a trending topic you'd like us to discuss, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll talk to you soon in the best place that is so for us.